Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So why do you want to learn a new language? I'll tell you why. Because donde esta el baño can be a very important question at times. You know, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. I love the fact that I can go from my laptop to my phone to pretty much anywhere and learn the language of my choice. Not to mention I'm bringing my communication skills to new heights. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash StarTalk. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash StarTalk today. Welcome to StarTalk. Your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. We are live at the Bell House. Star Talk! I've got one of the founders of Honey Bee Robotics. Stephen, welcome to Star Talk. Thank you. What I like most about Honey Bee Robotics is that they're based in Manhattan. That's just cool. People think of Manhattan as Broadway and, know. and Wall I Street, know. and you're like rocking the universe in Manhattan. That's like, true. Eugene, who do you have over to your right? I have W. Kamau Bell and Jason Sudeikis. The one and the only of each. <laughs> so I just want to talk about robots closer to home. So you've developed robots, my crib sheet here says, for Con Ed, for Coca-Cola. Sell out. <laughs> for, for Nike. What, why does Nike need a robot? Is it to put the shoes together? Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't tell you that. I have a proprietary agreement on that one, but I can tell you the Con Edison robot. All right. The Con Edison robot is a I'd robot. I'd really rather hear about the Nike robot. Yeah. <laughs> I would, they take my firstborn. So, it's not so my Con kid. Ed, for people who are not residents of New York City, is the electric company of New York City. That's right. Consolidated and, Edison. And if you've, if you've seen movies of New York, there's steam rising through the streets. Yeah. This is because that Con Edison controls something called the city steam system. And there is actually steam generated and sent through hundreds of miles of pipe under Manhattan. And they heat skyscrapers. The Empire State Building is entirely heated with city steam. There are no boilers in the there are no air conditioners. There are steam air conditioners in the Empire State Building and in the World Trade Center. I'm sorry, I have no idea what that means. You, what is a steam, steam air, air conditioner? I don't know steam is warm, but how steam there's cold? A, I don't know how it works, but I know that the city That's steam weird. air conditioner... That's weird that you two guys don't know how that works. I feel like <laughs> that calls into question everything else well, you've heard tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that steam leak that comes up through the streets... I'm not those buying are, none of this. Robots on Mars, I'm not buying any of this now. <laughs> you, you can't explain an air conditioner. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know how it runs from steam. But the steam coming up through the streets is actually, there are leaks in the city steam system. So Con Edison hired us to seal those leaks. And this meant sending a robot through the pipes. And we developed an inchworm system that goes through the pipes and welds the leaks from the inside of the pipe. I right. think that makes up for not knowing how. Yeah, sure does. Yeah, yeah. You got, yeah, yeah. We're good with that? <laughs> you built robots that go through our pipes and weld. He, he built an inchworm robot yeah. that crawls through the steam pipe and welds holes. And when so we you're the greatest threat to the world. <laughs> <laughs> you well, cannot be stopped. When we were called upon to develop our concept for how to get to the ice pack in Europa, we used the Con Edison design as the baseline Whoa. for that inchworm robot, except for going sideways. We said we can use the same concept to drill down, to inchworm itself down into the ice pack. So is this autonomous, or are you telling it what to do? Well, almost all spacecraft and automation and robotics is what we would call supervised autonomy. You give it a sequence of commands. It has certain ability to... These robots have to certain abilities... To achieve consciousness. Well, <laughs> to make decisions... Does it ever to, go it, like... To improvise. Like that. It'll well, improvise just now, well, That's right. Bit. On Curiosity, just now, we've switched to an autonav system where Curiosity now is making some decisions... We don't dictate the path the rover has to go yeah. inch by inch. It gets to make some of its own decisions. It's like Peyton Manning. Yeah. They <laughs> <laughs> cause audibles. It's like, no, I'm not going down there. You go down there. It's like, I'm going this way. <laughs> but we haven't really allowed our robots to be completely free yet because we're too we're afraid that they're going to... Oh, we've seen the movies. We fail. know why. Yeah, we know, we know the movie. Yeah. yeah. What? We don't want itchworms with lasers everywhere. <laughs> so what did you do for Coca-Cola? Well, there used to be a giant sign in Times Square that was composed of... Until Superman 2. ...moving yeah. parts. Yeah, I was going to say that! <laughs> <laughs> it had five moving parts. It had a 70-foot straw. These were all mechanical devices. And these devices, some of them were 10 tons. And they moved 120 degrees. They would form Diet Coke and then Coke. And the Coca-Cola bottle itself that the straw was in was bigger than my first apartment in New York. It was huge. No, thing, that, well, because you had an incredibly giant first apartment That's what I'm trying to figure out here. It's an unusual analogy. <laughs> to say something's bigger than a New York apartment, therefore it's huge, doesn't work. All right, well. That's not. But even a small apartment is a very big object, right, So sir? we did signs for them. We did these robotic signs for them. <laughs> He's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a wonderful It's a dirty point. job, and somebody's got to do it. <laughs> and I see here you also work for the Navy. That you can talk about Nike. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you seem unreasonably upset by the word Navy. Well, we work for DARPA. The Defense Advanced Project Research Agency. That's right. Agency. And it's one of the golden projects, really. The robotics industry is to be able to take spacecraft that are orbiting the Earth, that are running out of fuel. We're talking about spacecraft that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and they become defunct simply because they're running out of station-keeping fuel. Yeah, just to clarify, satellites don't need fuel to orbit the Earth. Once they're in orbit, they're there. Right. They need fuel to prevent the little bit of atmosphere that's up there from knocking them out of orbit. That's right. Can so we send fuel to them or no? Well, that's what we're talking about now. We've never done it before, but the holy grail, if you will, of space robotics people is to be able to get to these spacecraft and refuel them with a robotic spacecraft that can latch onto them, hook up a hose, and yeah. refuel them. And well, I so, wish you the best of luck with your plutonium hose. <laughs> yeah, what, is what, it, is the, what kind of fuel is yeah, it? Is it, is it uh, like high Hydrazine. Yeah. Hydrazine, okay. Yeah, mostly it's What's hydrazine. hydrazine? Nasty stuff. Fuel. Very nasty stuff. Yeah, fuel. I get that it's fuel. That was <laughs> yeah, the first. But, I mean, but what is... Hydrazine what, goes way back in the space program. 
Uh, it's one of the most reliable fuel sources that you can... But we don't use it a lot on Earth. Because it's no, really it's, nasty stuff. It's really nasty stuff. What does that stuff? mean, nasty stuff? Yeah. It means it's highly... It's, it's, like, if it's, you drank it, you'd feel dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. So it's, that's a it's, yes. It's very volatile, and it, I think it's highly carcinogenic, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. But that's not what you were doing for the Navy. What were you doing for the Navy? Fighting Aquaman. Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> For the Navy, we've done a number of things. We were making some sensors for the Navy. We were making some quick attachment points for... Just to clarify, when the Navy wants sensors, it's to shoot something down that it sensed. I know, but these were for... (laughs) Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. We were talking about... can't say a word about it. (laughs) Can't say a word. Navy, yeah, we built things that help shoot shit down. That's all right. (laughs) Well, a lot of robots... In order to function well, they have to be able to switch hands. There aren't really any good human-like hands on robots that we, are, we can reliably use now. So what we do is we switch out hands. That, that are more, do different things? That's right. Like a hook and like and a And so what we were doing hand. for the Navy was we were developing tools, essentially, that were sort of related to different hands. Is the hand movement the toughest? I mean, I know, like, I, I've never been a good artist, but I, people talk about trying to draw, you know, hands when they're very difficult. Is it as difficult to replicate in a robotic way yes, as well? Yes, and that's... Yeah. It's a, it's in fact, it's, it's a stunningly difficult... Something else, achieve. isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it's something yeah. else. We, we're way far away from Maybe being able to do that well. Makes yeah. you really believe in evolution. Eye coordination, we're a long way away. Yeah. And in fact, robots in general don't act much more sophisticated than a three or four year old. I'd All say the three year olds I know are, are being taught fist bumping. Don't teach this robot fist bumping. <laughs> Let's move past that as humans. But a robot, though, could paint a car better than any person can. Oh, yeah? Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Bring out the car. Let's do it. Oh my Chase God! Is painting cars versus a robot. Car paint wars sounds great. <laughs> this is like the modern. Who's the dude laying the railroad track? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's um, the dude's name? Oh, gosh, the man versus the John machine. John Henry. John Henry, yeah? John Henry, the steel driving man. The steel driving man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He goes against machine, and I think he drops dead at the end, if I remember correctly. He does drop dead. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want to paint, you know, a person can paint a car very well, but a robot can do it with precision, and, and the next car comes along, it can repeat it far better than any human could ever repeat it. Yeah. So there are things that they can do better that we can. It would only do the same color over and over, whereas someone like Michelangelo. (laughs) (laughs) You want your car painted, don't go to a guy. Go to my robot. (laughs) He'll really do it again over and over well. So what about all the unmanned, the robotic aerial vehicles, including the Predator? You build stuff like that? Um, No, we were not involved. Wait, wait. If you didn't, you would have just said no. But you said, uh... Don't Howard no. Stern him. <laughs> no, I'm I just trying to Howard get inside him. his head here. Well, we've been contacted by some drone people because of our ability to sample in the Mars environment with very low power devices, and, and we have all kinds of samplers. What are some of your secrets? <laughs> <laughs> so Government. Fact, there was a time when we were contacted by drone people. They wanted us to see if we had any insight to how we could get to Saddam's bunker. Mm-hmm. And... 
we said uh, sorry. He's we not here anymore. <laughs> we couldn't help him. What the cute robots. So the drone users, are, are, sometimes they want to look at, see if they can do some quick sampling on the ground. And that's my only involvement with drones. Uh, how about robots that like, do safety things? You know, lately we've been sending dogs into rubble to find people in earthquakes. But surely there are robotic things that could do that better, faster. Well, safety has always been the number one driver to use robots. If you can save putting people in harm's way, like at Chernobyl, there were robotic devices that were put forth by people associated with Carnegie Mellon that were able to get into their nasty part of the, the accident and to do some critical Nasty analysis. meaning highly radioactive. Highly parts. radioactive. Yes. People yeah. would have died. The Condison pipe thing, too, you can't get people. These pipes are, even when they turn them off, they're 100 degrees. And how about, is it a bomb or is it not? Yeah, well, diffusing These are bomb. big things yeah. now, and, and NYPD Do they cut squad. the red wire or the blue wire? Which I don't. Yeah, don't send Bruce Willis. Well, see, there's always usually a person, though, that's supervising these robots at this time. I, again, I, it's kind of interesting to me that we haven't really let these robots free to mm-hmm. go on the road. So they're, sort of, they're like Avatar-ish. Yeah, they are. They are. It's a good example, people. Do you think they... <laughs> Do you think that we should move to a place where robots are allowed to just do their thing and not monitored by us? I have one of those in my house. The Roomba. The Roomba, yeah. It's great. It's the That's best true. invention. But I'm talking no on-off switch. Uh, I would let my Roomba just be around. Yeah. Yeah. Just would decide. So Roomba it was... is a robot. Roomba is I'm asking. Yes, I think it is. The Roomba it vacuums your... Certainly floor. more than Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, do you own a Roomba? No. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I never use it. Isn't that the way that you see it late night on TV, you buy yourself a robot, then it just sits there, you just hang your clothes on it. What about the robots that... Wait, he... I want to know what he, why he doesn't use his robot anymore. Why don't you use your Roomba? Because it has a dust volume thing that's the size of a peanut. You have to empty oh, it so every two minutes. Oh, so you have a bigger apartment. Why don't you build uh, a bunch of... Roomba can't handle this my can't, estate. Can't you, like, hack into your Roomba and make it twice as powerful? I could, I suppose. Wait, wait, did you just... <laughs> That's the Honest. answer I wanted. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, wait, wait. I'm the most qualified That is my that. trade, yeah. Yes, yes. Did you hear what you just said? Yes. Just I want to clarify. You just said this device that automatically vacuums my house it's too much effort to change the dust <laughs> container for it. That's what you just said. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You got to into question everything he said, doesn't it? <laughs> He's trying to dig on an ice moon. Leave him alone. <laughs> Can't explain air conditioning. Doesn't use his Roomba. I don't know, everybody. I don't know. Right, what about the robots that help people out who are like, don't relate to other people, you know, like autistic folks and stuff. Ooh. Oh. Or, <laughs> like I mean, an Asperger's robot that's like, social cue coming. <laughs> Eye contact too long! <laughs> Warning! No, I mean, you... Is that the future of robots as well? Yeah, I think so. Certainly there are groups selling robots that work as nurses and, and aides in hospitals. And, and this is for real. As yeah. nurses? Nurses? Yes. What does it mean? That's they, the last place I'd think of putting, you know, putting a robot. Do I don't want a, a robot putting functions. lotion on my body. No, I don't want I, that. Uh, hey, why don't you know. give it a try? I don't know. <laughs> That's the holy grail as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> do you know how much time I spent lotioning myself that could be saved? 
If I had a robot lotioner, you could do it. You could do it while you're on the internet. You yeah, yeah. Multitask, beautiful. Yeah. You get forty minutes a day. Yeah. Oh, so much lotion has to be applied. Without, without knowing a ton about nurses, I'm not sure their primary thing is lotioning. <laughs> I think I think you're thinking. Of... I'm glad you've been so healthy all your life. Yeah. Yes. You need I more know lotion you need antibiotics, you? but first the lotion. <laughs> I am just nurse lotion. That's all I'm here to do. I'm just. All right, so I'm the nurse that applies the but lotion. What kind of things do the nurse robots do? Uh, well, I, it's more like a nurse's aid. I, I should have clarified. Bringing food. No, thank you for not clarifying. That was great bringing for all food, of us. Bringing food, bringing supplies, moving supplies back and forth through the hospital. Yeah. And they have avoidance sensors, you know, to avoid people in the so people don't run into them and so yeah. on. And basically... Um, no, so it doesn't run into people. Well, sure. I'm a robot guy, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay, He's like, the robots are alive. The people, they're uh, crippled, whatever. <laughs> I would be upset if my the people robot are empty shells. The robots person. are very complicated. Yeah. All right, so when I think of a famous robot, but we don't remember it as a robot, remember it as a computer, I think of Hal on, in 2001. Hal controlled everything. So Hal was a computer, robotic, everything. And... Do you see that happening? Do you see computers becoming conscious and then doing things that we'd otherwise do because they're conscious computers? Well, you know, even in... That's a cyborg, I guess. A cyborg. I mean, well, cyborg is part human, no? Uh, would, would it have to be? Well, if you're using the word cyborg, I believe so. <laughs> Cyborg's a real word? Yes. What's well, a real just, word? I thought, I didn't know, I just assumed it was a thing that, like, uh, villains in, like, a, in, like a, you know, a movie. Cyborg's a real thing. Well, that it be... Well, oh, just some a computer chip attached to a person with a claw. Is there anything that you guys have made that you call a cyborg? That's what. Yeah, that's what yeah, you're after. That's what a cyborg yeah. is. No, not, not yet. It's, okay. It's, so he's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Alan Turing was a famous um, early computer genius. Yeah. You got, wow. you got people here. I love his test. His test for the Turing test. The Turing test was that if you know if you could sit at a keyboard and start a conversation and have a response on the on the screen, and if you could not tell whether or not it was a machine or a person, yeah. then you have, in fact, developed a thinking machine. Yeah. We, and we've done that, yes? Yes. It's a, a intelligently interpreting your sentence. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, cyborgs. So what would be the first cyborg? What can you imagine it to be? Is Google it ter- Glasses. Is it Terminator? Is it, what is it? What does it look like? Is it part biological? And why distinguish between carbon-based and silicon-based? That's very carbon-based-centric of you. He hasn't well, technically I, I think the first cyborgs... I, I, you know, you, we have to think about drivers. And, I mean, if you think in the military sense, I don't think that there, there's any reason for the military to develop anything but hardware robots. But um, yeah, I just saw it recently. Stephen Hawking said that perhaps we can download our minds into a computer. I don't know if anybody saw that, so that we could extend... I would say that would be uploading into uploading. a computer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, how, that's how I would call that. Well, it yeah. seems to me that the, self, the preservation of life and extension of life would be a natural consideration for cyborg development. I mean, we have artificial hearts. We have artificial other components. So forget your organs. It's your brain you care about. That's you get it. a machine that lives forever, put your brain in the machine, now you become the machine. And I think the machine be becomes a, you. I think there'll be a driver for that. So yes, I think so, that would say... A driver mean an economic An economic driver, yes. You're saying that it's po- how many years? Like, do you think 100, 200, 500 that I could? A oh, thousand? No, much 80? sooner. Oh, much like sooner. 22? 
I don't know why. <laughs> Twenty-two. I don't know why I'm trying to get you to nail. Well, we got right people here. talking about the singularity. But, but I could, by the time you leave here this evening, Eugene, <laughs> where I could upload, like, there could be like a kind of quirky Jewish robot that was like. <laughs> It made a yeah, do you want to be buried, cremated, or uploaded? You get to, you get a choice. I think there yeah. are people alive today that will see things like this. Sleep, grocery shopping themselves. Just a few things working moms seldom have time for. And during tax season, you can add taxes to their list. So for all you working moms, make the easy switch to H&R Block and have an expert make easy work of your taxes. H&R Block guarantees your taxes are 100% accurate and your max refund or your money back. Plus, with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even have an H&R Block Tax Pro do your taxes in a block office or online from the comfort of your own home. Can your current tax guy promise all that? When you're buried under life's to-dos, let the experts at H&R Block stay on top of your taxes with a return that's right on the money and your biggest refund possible. Because tax season after tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Descriptions of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. You know what shouldn't feel like rocket science? Planning a vacation your whole crew will love. With Carnival Cruise Line, it's all up to you. You can kick back or dive right into the fun. Paddleboard in the crystal clear waters of one of Carnival's exclusive destinations, Half Moon Key in the Bahamas. Take an ATV ride through the jungle or just relax on white sandy Caribbean beaches. The fun continues on ship from a ride on the Bolt roller coaster to a moment of pure bliss at the Cloud Nine Spa. Kick off the evening with a craft cocktail at any of Carnival's dazzling bars and lounges and take your pick of restaurants from surf and turf to family-style Italian. Then settle in for an evening of live entertainment. Whatever your vibe is, you'll come home with plenty of stories to tell. So pack those bags, be sure to leave room for a few unforgettable memories because no one does fun like Carnival Book your dream vacation at Carnival.com. Ships Registry, the Bahamas, and Panama. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. 
If I put my brain in a machine, does the machine go to the Bahamas and then develop new memories? No, the machine is just stuck there. I continue to add to my memories and my loves and hates and quests. We my brain, frozen at that moment, doesn't continue to explore, doesn't continue to live, to feel. But you could play chess. <laughs> but, it's a lifetime but, sport. Why is this robot that your brain's in not have a hard drive that can remember new stuff? I get on an airplane and go to the Bahamas. Yeah. The computer doesn't. Why not? Is the computer bored? If you're bored putting your brain in a robot, why can't you imagine the next step that's maybe... Shipping it to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no way a brain could remember Atlantis a ro- and all the water A robot's slides. gonna get stuck at the metal detector forever. <laughs> it's never gonna make that flight. Do you have anything else in your pockets? See, you're not talking about loading your brain up into a machine that's static in there. You're talking about loading your brain into an evolving. a robot that basically continues to live out your life. Come on, we're talking about putting brains in other people's body. People die, and then you put your brain in that body, and then you take over that body. Yes, that's where we're headed, right? Don't yeah. tell you me I'm you wrong, know? you son of a bitch. You tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what you do. Guys got secrets. Yeah. What does the new Jordans look like? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> So here's what sorry, you do. Sorry. He gets like this every Until time. Until we sorry. can fix the ailing body, there are these two diseases, horrific diseases, that we live with. Yep. Okay, one of them is... Racism and sexism. Right. <laughs> 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 no, one of them is Alzheimer's, where you lose yep. your mind. The yep. other is amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS, the Lou Gehrig's disease, where okay. you lose your body. Yeah. And so, if one day you can move a brain somewhere, if you can put it in a machine, why not put it in another body? Yeah. So now the ALS victim has their brain live in the new body from the But maybe Alzheimer's. it would go into a machine before the, another body. Why not? I would have fun being first in a machine and then being like, oh my God, I'm Bill Clinton. <laughs> you could stay out in all weather and things like that. Yeah. So for everyone who is about to die, you would build a machine and then they continue to live. The earth would be very crowded very quickly. Yeah, but when I was Oof. a kid, yeah. there was a myth that Walt Disney was frozen somewhere and then he had to keep himself alive. It exists right. today. Yeah. You've got to believe that there would be people that would want, when they were about to die, to at least keep their brain alive somewhere. So right. he's not. As far as we know. As far as you guys know, that's BS. I can't tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> you would I would say, say if I had to pick two people who might know, it would be these yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's in the basement of Aldi Law. <laughs> What's your favorite robot movie? Metropolis. Well, that's old school. Oh, wow. The Maria, the robot, it's the most beautiful robot I've ever seen by far. Because she was actually human in the movie. Well... There was a Maria, and then there was a robot that impersonated Maria. Yeah. And the robot, before she turned into Maria, was this beautiful... Have anybody seen this robot I'm talking about? I've never seen it. It's a beautiful design, Fritz Lang's design, and it's just He gets hot for robots. This is what this is happening out here. I would imagine. I would would hope. (laughs) But it was very early in the robot age, and, and nothing surpassed it for me. Yeah. I'm a fan of Arnold in Terminator. That's a robot. Oh, yeah. You got to contend with right there. Really not Data. You're just like Arnold the murdering robot. <laughs> so, R2-D2? No, that's a robot, yeah? Yeah, but it's not my yeah, favorite. It's, it's not a, what? What'd you say? It looks like one of those. <laughs> what, did, what, did, what did I do, dude? <laughs> no, seriously, what about R2-D2, not a robot? No, it just looks like a garbage can. Yeah, and it just beeps. Yeah. Oh. I think garbage cans were maybe made to look like it because it was such a big damn movie, right? <laughs> Garbage cans with the round lid where you push exactly. it in the hole. Exactly. No, right? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Isaac Asimov wrote a novel in 1941 called? I, Robot. Really? I, Robot. With the robot Will Smith didn't write that? You're yeah. sure. <laughs> in it are Isaac Asimov's famous three laws of robotics. Nice. I will read them. Law one, robot may not injure a human being or through inaction allow a human being to come to harm. Mm-hmm. Every robot movie ever made violates that <laughs> That's premise. <so> true. <laughs> That's sad, Are you saying true. his laws don't translate to other movies? <laughs> Law two, a robot must obey any orders given to it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. Mm-hmm. As in kill another human being. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or even you command it, but then it would violate the first law. Yeah. So it can't do that. Yeah. Third law, a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. Well, it's sad to say that they're not being held already. Well, because predators shoot... Yeah, drones shoot missiles at strangers. (laughs) Sorry to be the one to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) We have missile planes that kill our enemies. Okay, so these laws are on the the ground, too. We're we're also developing incredible killer machines. Not me in particular, but... um... We wouldn't judge you. We know it's complicated. (laughs) So the idea is to keep our troops out of harm's way, but they're still keeping... To keep other people in super harm's way. Yes. <laughs> well, that's one of the opening lines in the movie Patton, uttered by George C. Scott. Keep other people in super harm's way? <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, it was no one ever won a war by dying for his country. They won a war by making the other dumb son of a bitch die for his country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what drones do, basically. So these laws are just... They're outmoded already. Didn't work. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Right. They're, They're for the kind of robots you'd have at your house. But what, the, what this complicates... One time my Roomba ran over my toe, so not even those are... Uh... the most intriguing scenes in the movie iRobot, I don't know if this was in the book, was the robots, because they're acting under programming rules, and countless, hundreds of thousands, perhaps millions of lines of code, and you keep updating it, but you don't clean out the lines of code that were there before. So they're kind of dangling there. And if you have enough dangling lines of code, could dangling lines of code end up connecting and creating behavior that you did not intend from your original programming? And what they were saying was that robots started achieving consciousness because it was all the leftover fragments of stuff that was not intentionally programmed to do that. And that manifested itself as free will. And I look at the wiring of the human brain and the entire billion year evolutionary tracking that it has, there's baggage in our brains. And I'm wondering if it's all the baggage that gives us the illusion of free will, just as it occurred with the robots in that movie. And without it, can you possibly ever have robots achieving free will? Now you sound like Kanye. You got a little... (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about free will and robots. Wait, it's unclear from your question if you believe that people have free will or not. (laughs) But you answer your thing first. Consciousness. I get asked this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to bore you. I I, I literally used to get asked, when do you tape Saturday Night Live? So deal with it, homie. (laughs) (laughs) You know, personally, I don't think that this is something we're ever going to let happen. I just don't. 
Well, wait, it's not that you let it happen, it's that it happens. Uh, well, I also think that we won't let it happen, too. I, I really think that we will be in control of this Gosh, situation. I think it could, man. I feel like we're like creating an entirely different race, and that at some point they will decide, hey, I'm not going to work for you anymore. I got it from here. <laughs> and we'll fight it. And there will be a fight. I don't think I'll be around here to see it or watch it. Why, should, why do you just assume that it would get out of control? I just think that it all does yet at some point. Like, or has the potential to. I, I mean, I'm encouraging us to you know, check ourselves before I wreck ourselves. But what you're saying <laughs> is like, at some point, if we go too far with it, it'll know better. And at that point, if it knows better, I say, go for it, robots. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me some summative thoughts based on what we Sure. Have I think presented. I just closed your show. Yeah. I think we're all right. <laughs> We'll let you both have summative thoughts no, and no, use the this phrase is more of a summative thoughts. Here it is. In my read of history and human conduct and the creativity of novelists, especially apocalyptic, dystopic novelists, what I've found is anytime there's a scientific advance that could benefit humanity, there's a novelist who creates a story about that advance and how it destroys humanity. And I look at all of the scientific advances that have come along, and at no time has any of those predictions made by those dystopic novelists come true about that technology. It has never happened at any time. So I think to myself, maybe we just love death, dying, and disaster in our storytelling because we're not getting enough of it in reality. So as we go forward scientifically and we invent robots, I'm not given reason to worry that one day the robot is going to kill me. I agree with you, basically, and not with you, So you, Jason. I, Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying it's going to kill us. I'm just saying that it's going to want to be its own thing, and we got to deal with that. So, so That's you all. Don't, not kill. It'll come of age yeah, and then wander off. Let me just say this. Yeah. Water world, you're wrong. <laughs> The only person that's ever heard that sentence was the executive that greenlit it. <laughs> the big secret tonight is that Steven is actually a robot sent by his company. <laughs> I <That's knew>. it. <laughs> we have a couple of minutes for Q&A. And so we didn't have time to put out microphones, but I'm going to point to you if you have a question for any of us up here on the panel. Yes, sir. I'll repeat the question for the microphone. I heard the inchworm, the mole, the honeybee. How is nature going to influence robots? Mm. Ooh, he heard about the inchworm inside the pipe made by honeybee. How does nature influence robots? You get some cues from nature? Oh, yes. And in fact, the inchworm was very much on our minds when we developed that. And I'll give you another example. We were told to develop a, a spacecraft that had to perform an autonomous rendezvous and docking in deep space to go to a comet. And the problem was the two spacecraft couldn't get together with a great deal of precision. So somebody told us at NASA, who was a very smart guy, said, think of nature. And so what we thought of was a spider web. And so he said, if we can develop one spacecraft to have a sort of a spider web deploy from it, it's not necessary to design the fly to get into spider's mouth. All you have to do is get the fly caught somewhere on the web. And the two spacecraft, one spacecraft gets caught in the web and the other spacecraft can pull the, suck the web in, the two spacecraft dock, and there you have it. But that was, we were thinking of nature from the beginning. I was hoping Very you were cool. going to describe sex, but what you did is funny. <laughs> e 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. You saw the potential. And through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Another question. Yes, sir, right here. Uh, by what year can we expect um, the pleasure model in Blade Runner? Uh, you know, I, I get calls every year from <laughs> Harrison Ford. Mm. Well, from Where's my robot lady? It's, it's I'm the, Harrison. I, These calls I, have I, I ordered the, it in 1982. That would be the biggest Kickstarter of all time. That would be. <laughs> they're they're, 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 they're from the Las Vegas area code. Yeah. So how long? How long? Not so fully long. human it's, looking I mean, robots. It's already started. There are people that have sort of these things that are halfway measures. Halfway measures. Yeah, he's got. Yeah. Halfway robots, if yeah. you will. But whoever does the bottom it, half, right? They're going to yeah. be. Yeah, the <laughs> just the shoulders. <laughs> Whoever makes a real sex robot, the first one is going to be a rich person. The first trillionaire. Yeah. Yes, right here. So you're not finding water in the rocks on Mars. Isn't it true that the water you found on Mars is only about 3-5%, which is the same as the rocks that we find like in a desert? Well, it, yeah, it's... Yeah, so I repeat the question. So she said, if you're finding water on Mars in these rocks, it's only at a few percent level. And we celebrate our deserts for their absence of water. So what gives here? But by Martian standards, the water in, in the Mojave Desert is a lot of water. And this is a surprise that we're seeing so much water in the rocks on Mars. And it's good news for when people go to Mars because we need the water for fuel and to drink. And there's a lot more than we ever thought. 
And we could make it from those. Basically, you can take a ton of rocks and make some water. Yeah, and you can make fuel and heat and oxygen. Oxygen, too. Yeah. No, I love oxygen. Just H2O. Top. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right here. Ooh. Ooh, can robots ever make art? They do. They already do. Yeah. I've worked with some Haven't you no, seen no. The Tonight Show? Oh, come on. Thing. So I, fine art. Robots and fine art. What I do you get? I don't think so. Why not? Well, because, I mean, if you like things like box B minor mass, and you're saying if a robot is going to achieve something like that, I just don't think it's possible. Okay, robots now beat us at chess and at Jeopardy. Isn't art just a few minutes behind that? No way. No. no. Art is, it, is very wait, wait. special, Neil. It's not all science. Jason mentioned Michelangelo before. I mean, come on. Yeah. Wait, wait. Uh, yeah. Is, is it not going to happen because you don't want it to happen? Or is it not going to happen because you don't think it can happen? I don't think it can happen. Because a robot is not a human. Yes. This gives us our identity, the great works of art we have. I think it, it goes back to that thing you are talking about, about uh, accumulating information and then having it go through the prism that you've sort of developed as a human being and then putting it out. That's art, basically, right? So if it doesn't accumulate that stuff and doesn't interpret it... It's got nothing to write to yeah, art about. there you go. Another question. Yes, sir, right here. I love that question because you, you want to drill. Hear it. I'll tell it. You want to drill through Europa on a mission that's 10 or 20 years ahead, but you're only designing it based on any technology yeah. available today. So, how nimble are you as you go forward to adopt whatever is new? Because the memory on Voyager 1 is 70K. Yeah, the, there's a lag. Wow. The, the spacecraft are generally using technology that we use here on Earth about. Five, years five to seven years ago. And the reason for at that is... At the time is, of launch. Yeah. At the time of launch. And, the, and, and, and basically, this is related to computers mostly, is because it takes a long time to harden the technology that we have in, say, five or seven years ago and make it withstand the radiation of space. It just takes a long time to do that. And, and not only that, but we have to vet everything for years to make sure they work. Yeah. Is there anything towards, when you say bringing fuel to these places, to put a few chips of RAM on there as well, and you know, a couple of external hardware? We hard did that drive. with the Hubble telescope. Okay. Hubble yeah. was a serviceable robot, yeah. basically. Upgradable. Robot telescope. Yeah. And we sent astronauts up. The original one was not even a 286. It was like a something before the 286. And then they put like a flash drive in it, and we're like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so they did that with Hubble, but oh, because yeah. the astronauts could get to it. Yes. And if you put something far away that's not on your travel route, it's hosed, basically. Yeah, yeah. Red shirt here, yes. What is intelligence, and how do you know if you're going to make an intelligent robot? Is it just making the same decisions you would have that you programmed it to, but then it's not really thinking for itself? But I think Watson was really thinking for itself. Would you call Watson intelligent? Yes. Watson, the yes. computer that you all know. One Jeopardy. One Jeopardy, yes. Yes, I would call it intelligent, but I wouldn't call it near human. You'd say it knew a lot of facts. Yeah, and, when, and it was intelligent. So then what is intelligence to you? Well, I mean, I think Overrated. that there are... There are degrees of accumulated knowledge and organized ability. And I think, though, that when you get to be a human being, you get into the realm of art, and then you see the difference. Am I crazy? To, Watson is named after Dr. Watson? It's Sam. Oh, no, no. So, the founder, uh, one of the founders. Uh, uh, IBM. Is it, yeah. yeah oh, James K. Watson. Watson. There's a Watson Research Center. Oh, okay. I would have assumed it was Watson. Watson, yeah. like not, the not more Watson, famous one. Not Watson, more famous one. Right Only because I, I, you know. 
to call it Watson would actually be a humble move because Watson in Sherlock Holmes mythology is the audience point of view, kind of the dummy in comparison to call it Holmes would have been a jerk move, but <laughs> but to call it after yourself is a different thing altogether. <laughs> yeah. That is all for this week's Star Talk. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you all. You've been listening to Star Talk Radio, brought to you in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Give it up for the NSF. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate. Pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.